What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. This is Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbits.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. Welcome, Kyle. How are you doing on this? What is it? December 30th of 2020? <laughs> De- December yeah, like 38th, not. I think is what we said. So okay. it's yeah, December it's, 38th. It's... <laughs> yeah, I can't count. It just seems to keep going on and on and on. Yesterday, this I guess today is Thursday as we're recording this. Yesterday was an interesting day for our uh, country, heartbreaking in many ways. Uh, lives were lost and uh, it was very some some very gut-wrenching images came out. But more importantly, today we have a great guest on with us once again, Dr. Adam Greenway, uh, who is the president of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary and uh, has just uh, completed his 10th year there at the helm because of 2020 being, after all, a decade long. Uh, so, Dr. Greenway, we're glad you're here. Uh, how's the family doing? Uh, thank you for uh, having me back. It's good to be with you guys. Um, family's doing well. In fact, as we record this, uh, my wife, Carla, who is uh, a Southwesterner already, uh, she has an MACE degree from our School of Educational Ministries. We met here many years ago is uh, also a student once again. She is in the inaugural uh, Doctor of Education cohort uh, that is meeting on campus this week. And so uh, I'm very excited uh, that she is uh, on her way of being able to do something that I always wanted to do, but the Lord would not allow me to do, and that is to uh, earn my doctoral degree at Southwestern Seminary. So uh, she's doing well. Our children, uh, our son Wade is... Now in the second half of his fifth grade year, uh, he has a birthday here in a few days. He'll be 11. Our daughter Caroline, halfway through kindergarten, she'll be six this spring. So uh, very blessed, uh, very grateful for uh, my family and for the fact that uh, we get to make the Dome our family home. Awesome. That's great. So so you are working to become doctor and doctor. Greenway. Yes, yes. Greenway, I guess. Uh, yeah. um, she uh, has always wanted to do that, and she was very uh, supportive in helping to make that possible for uh, for me and earning my PhD and then earning a second master's at, uh, at Notre Dame. And um, I've been encouraging her to consider an EDD for, uh, for years, but when we came back here, it was one of the uh, educational initiatives that uh, I said we needed to do. I thought that was a gap in our um, degree offerings at Swivitz at the time. And uh, I said, I really would love for you to be in the inaugural cohort to help uh, this launch well. And uh, very pleased uh, with how that's going. And uh, very thankful for uh, Dr. Michael Wilder, the Dean of our School of Educational Ministries, and uh, his leadership in making that uh, happen. And just the team there of our faculty uh, working and it, it's been tremendous again, uh, even with all the disruption 
that COVID has uh, has brought. It's been good just to frankly have students on the campus again this week in uh, cohort and community with social distancing and all the protocols being followed. But it's just good to to have uh, Southwesterners here and on this campus. So that I think is a sign of all that is right and good and the way things are supposed to be uh, here. Well, Dr. Greenway, as we now have 2020 in the rearview mirror, uh, Thank what would the you, Lord. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you say were some of the major lessons that, that you learned? Uh, maybe just about, I mean, life and ministry as well as, as uh, leading, a, leading a school through a pandemic. Well, I've, I've said often that uh, when I was elected president of Southwestern Seminary uh, almost two years ago now, um, I, I knew there were certain challenges that, that I would face. I, I had an idea of what the job entailed and, and what we would need to be doing. But even if we uh, were sitting together a year ago, or frankly, the last time we had uh, our conversation on the NAB podcast, if you would have said to me, uh, you're going to face um, situations that the institution has never faced in her entire history, uh, where in the last 12 months, you know, ceasing in-person instruction for the first time in our history, no spring commencement, um, social distancing and all of the other guidelines, not to mention no SBC annual meeting and other forms of adversity and challenge, not to mention even just the, the death toll, not per se on our campus, but what's happened in our broader context here in Tarrant County, Texas, the state of Texas, across our land. Uh, 2020 was truly uh, a, a year that, uh, as we joked about, it is good to have it in hindsight, and it is good for it to be behind us. And I hope we do not see a year of its kind again anytime soon. The flip side is um, 2020 did not catch our God by surprise. Not a lot of us by surprise, but God wasn't sitting in heaven going, oh, great, what's plan B? What am I going to do now? That's not the sovereign God that the Bible uh, reveals to us. So I think if anything, it's revealed a greater uh, prayerfulness and dependence upon the Lord in terms of, uh, you know, we may propose, but he disposes in terms of what he wants to do. I think it has reminded us, and one of the things I've told our faculty and staff this fall in our um, kind of re-entry meeting was that a key term, I think, for this academic and fiscal year is flexibility. Uh, we need to be willing to adapt and uh, be as um, able to uh, change if we have to, what we're doing and how we're doing it methodologically and, and, and procedurally, because we don't know what may happen. Uh, I'm thankful a vaccine is getting rolled out, but it's still going to take a little time for that to get rolled out and, and what that's going to look like. We are uh, right now uh, having uh, in-person on-campus classes. We're going to continue that in the spring, along with a full uh, uh, panoply of online courses and programs as well. Uh, we did not have chapel this past fall uh, out of uh, COVID uh, protocols. We are resuming in-person chapels in the spring, but we're doing it only once a week on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Central Time, both uh, on campus in the McGorman Chapel, but also uh, online, so it's not live uh, each week. So trying to do things to begin to, you know, you, you, I don't know where we get back to normal because I don't know what normal is going to look like, if I can say it that way. There, there, there is no real going back to where we were a year ago, probably ever again, if I can say it that way. So there will be a new normal that's not going to feel normal, but I'm more committed than ever 
as president of saying, uh, technology is great. I love the fact we're able to do this even using uh, technological means today, but it is still not the same thing. And I'm even more um, committed to having the real thing of theological education in the context of community, real community. Life on life, people here, sharing space, sharing grace, being together in ways that honestly, I think maybe we even took for granted before because it was always there, it was always available. You don't always appreciate what you have until you cannot have it. That's true in the local church context. That's certainly true in the seminary context. Um, I would also want to quickly add that the heroes of last year uh, at Southwestern Seminary are our faculty, staff, and students. Uh, students who have undergone quite a bit of adversity themselves in terms of navigating their family situations, their ministry contexts and callings, different degrees of financial hardship and trying to balance changes with um, how they're receiving their seminary education. Uh, again, the most important people at Southwestern Seminary are always the students. If we don't have students, we don't need a seminary. So uh, we work diligently to do everything we can to make the experiences non-disruptive for them. And then, of course, students don't come for a president, they come for a faculty. And the faculty that God has brought together here, I, I just continue to be amazed at God's kindness. Um, I'm thankful for their willingness to adapt. In many cases, some of them who had not really been online educators, uh, and we all have become online educators in this, uh, in this season, their willingness to innovate and adapt and be flexible. Our staff, uh, we, we couldn't do what we do if we didn't have a campus technology team. Uh, there are all kinds of things that have to happen to be able to uh, help get uh, the individual professor to be able to do online education with students. That doesn't just happen in a vacuum. Uh, there's a staff team, there's infrastructure, there's technology, there's support, there are resources. Uh, in God's kindness, uh, we have still had friends and partners who've continued to give sacrificially to support our work at Southwestern Seminary. The cooperative program has not taken the massive nosedive it could have taken uh, as some have predicted, and we thank God for the generosity of our Southern Baptist Convention of Churches and what they do, giving millions of dollars to support theological education at Southwestern Seminary and the other five SBC seminaries. Um, so honestly, I, even with all that has happened, uh, I'm still more optimistic and confident God is at work on Seminary Hill. Uh, he is at work at Southwestern Seminary in Scarborough College. And the best days of our institution truly are in the windshield, not the rearview mirror. 2021, I pray and believe, is going to be a great year uh, because of what uh, God has done and is doing to glorify himself. And I believe we're seeing and will see examples of people for whom maybe they weren't uh, in a position to really fully surrender to God's calling upon their life. And the COVID crisis kind of stripped away some of the excuses that they had uh, to where all they can do now is uh, follow in obedience prayerfully uh, to Seminary Hill. Yeah, we, we had Dr. Bart Barber on last week, and one of the things that he reminded us was, you know, like Kyle and I have, what, maybe 34, 35 years of combined uh, experience in in Bart um, has like 350 years of experience, and uh, but but Bart was sharing how he had gone to the SBTC uh, meeting and snuck into the young pastors uh, deal, and they were talking about how many of you said this was the worst year of your ministry uh, career or whatever, and every hand went up, and Bart's didn't. And, uh, and so, you know, there's a perspective that he was able to, to give that when we look back at this year, if there was a lot of, 
difficulty. Uh, but but it's passed and nothing really magically happened on January 1st, except we have a different calendar, uh, you know, so that that's sometimes kind of fun to, to look at and to make new plans, new ideas, new strategies. Uh, but as I shared on, on Sunday with our folks, what's to come in 2021? A lot were asking me, what's going to happen in 2021? What's going to happen in 2021? And I told them I was going to answer that on Sunday. And so we studied James chapter four, verses 13 through 17. And, uh, and I've built up, you know, you've asked, and I'm here to tell you what's to come in 2021. I have no idea. And everybody kind of laughed, but I said, we're going to take each step by faith. Every breath that he gives us, we're going to use it for his glory and to advance the kingdom. And, uh, and we moved on through the sermon. And so we take all of these things in perspective and can take some of the lessons that we've learned, some of the things that went well, some of the things that didn't, uh, what it taught pastors, how, how much we need that face-to-face, you know, touch with our people. Um, and so taking some of what you just shared with 2020, uh, what, what do you see? Uh, you know, as I just shared, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen in 2021, but how are you taking some of the lessons from 2020 into how you're leading into 2021? Well, I think, as, as I mentioned a minute ago, there, there, for me at least, is a greater sense of prayerful dependence upon the Lord uh, in terms of what he wants to do. If there's been one uh, lesson that has been continually reinforced in my own life and that I have tried to uh, share uh, with uh, our senior leadership team, our faculty and staff as I have opportunities, it is, uh, I, I love this institution dearly. Uh, and, 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 you know, Southwestern Seminary means the world to me. Uh, outside of my immediate family, there is uh, uh, nothing that I have a greater um, uh, passion for uh, than the Lord's work, the local church, and Southwestern Seminary. But the Lord loves Southwestern Seminary even more than I do. And he has far better plans than anything I can dream up. And he has purposes and reasons for allowing these things to happen in ways that it will probably take time to fully uh, see. But in some ways, again, uh, crises have ways of forcing um, innovation, change, uh, pivoting, if you will, that oftentimes in our natural state, we resist because we want comfort. We want stability. We want security. But in some ways, we've had to move some things uh, forward that we, frankly, we needed to do. Uh, there have been campus infrastructure improvements that we needed to do, but that we didn't have the opportunity to do that COVID provided the opportunity for us uh, to do, especially in some uh, updating of uh, our dormitories and other areas. Well, you know, when you depopulate the campus because you need to send everybody home because of COVID, you can actually do things in residence halls that you couldn't do when those buildings are fully staffed. There, there are projects you can undertake that otherwise would be very disruptive to have to figure out where are you going to put hundreds of uh, students who should be in dorms? Well, we've sent them home. So we can actually now do some things in those buildings that we've needed to do for 30 years that we didn't have uh, seemingly the opportunity to do. So there, there are ways in which God works uh, to bring things, uh, bring things about. I do think uh, it also has uh, helped us in ways to realize that um, perhaps in some areas where we were not using technology as effectively as we could, we've been able to show that you can do some things as effectively, if not more effectively, via Zoom uh, or other technologies than would have otherwise thought to be the case. 
Uh, I think we're going to be more uh, technologically integrated moving forward than ever before. And I do think that is good. Uh, we did, for example, because we couldn't have uh, on-campus preview days uh, last spring, we did virtual preview days, virtual campus tours, virtual events where we had faculty and uh, administrative uh, leaders engaging with prospective students and others in uh, live Zoom uh, sessions, virtual sessions. And the yield rates from those in terms of applications initiated were actually coming at a higher percentage than we had from our last on-campus preview day. So there were ways in which we were doing things to provide more opportunities for more people to have interaction with our faculty and leadership. And those things we'll probably continue to do. We'll probably continue to do both on campus and virtual preview days. We want to do everything we can to bring people to Southwestern Seminary, but to bring Southwestern Seminary to people. So I, I think those are some of the lessons that we're going to take away from, uh, from that. I think also uh, being wise in terms of just uh, expect the unexpected. Realize that we have to plan. We have to make plans. Uh, we have to, in terms of the way that our life cycle works, uh, we're starting the budget process uh, soon here because that's part of the natural work of our board of trustees in their spring meeting, which is held in April. That budget that our board will adopt in April starts the, the next August and is expected to go through the next year's July 31. So that means we are having to have budgetary planning conversations and decision-making in January and February and March that will carry us under normal circumstances through July of 2022. Yeah. That, 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 that's, a, that's a massive undertaking. I mean, just to think about uh, what that means in terms of the work that uh, our faculty staff and administrative leaders have to do. And if anything, uh, I think one of the uh, exhortations I will have for our team and that I will share with our board is, um, you know, here is what we believe the Lord wants us to do, but we're going to have to have the flexibility to realize there'll be things we can't foresee. There may be challenges that come our way or innovations we need to take on that we're going to need to have an ability to be able to pivot uh, should things continue to change in ways that we cannot now foresee. I think that's going to be an ongoing part of everybody's the church conversations. I, I think all of our conversations uh we're going to be more detailed in our planning, but I think hopefully more flexible uh, as well in realizing that there are just limitations to what we know and how far ahead we can see. Now, Dr. Greenway, I know you're not the prophet nor the son of a prophet, but uh, our last question is, is simply this. What do you what are, what are your hopes for the SBC annual meeting in Nashville? Lord willing that we get to meet in person in June. Well, you just said uh, the first part, you know, my prayer is that we actually have an SBC annual meeting in Nashville in June. That's prayer number one. Um, we, we, we need to be together. Uh, we just do. Uh, we um, lost uh, something, I think, this last year by not being together. Now, I, and by virtue of office, I was involved in the decision making to not have an annual meeting. So, I stand by that decision, but uh, there's no doubt we lost something by not being able to physically be together uh, in the same room, having conversations and uh, deliberating matters of concern for Southern Baptists. Uh, I also, as you may know, 
uh, am the chairman of the Committee on Order of Business for the SBC annual meeting again this year. And so we are uh, going to be at work in terms of crafting and planning the program for the annual meeting coming up this year. Obviously, our president, J.D. Greer, has um, uh, you know, leadership in, in that aspect. Uh, if you watch uh, or follow social media, uh, you will find all kinds of um, expressions of uh, what various people uh, prognosticate will or should or ought to occur at the SBC annual meeting. Um, the governing documents indicate there are certain things that we are supposed to do. We're going to adopt a cooperative program allocation budget. We're going to elect officers and uh, there'll be resolutions to be considered and things like that. I'll tell you my prayer. Uh, my prayer is that uh, we will be in the room together and we will be able to have the conversations and the interactions that we need to have before each other and before a watching world in such a way to where we will leave Nashville and go back to our respective fields of service uh, more united and more together in the things that matter and working to de-escalate uh, the tensions that at times I think threaten to not just harm our public witness, but that really are pitting uh, Southern Baptists who are together on so many things. This is, and this is the essence of the Big Ten vision uh, that we've laid out for Southwestern Seminary. You know, our commitment to a high view of scripture, the Baptist faith and message, the Great Commission and cooperation. Um, do we have to agree on everything? Well, of course not. I mean, the fact that uh, Matt Hensley is wearing a Houston Astros uh, ball cap uh, affirms for me, we're not gonna agree on everything, right? But I'm still convinced when we sit down and we have conversations with one another, we talk to each other and with each other, as opposed to talking past each other and about each other, we have far more in common than what may separate us. And we ought to be working in a way that seeks to bring Southern Baptists together. We need each other now more than ever. Um, that certainly has been my heartbeat uh, in the almost two years I've been here. Um, We've tried uh, in, in many ways, and I'm certainly not saying we have uh, exhausted all possible ways. We will continue to do that, to work to be uh, a gospel-driven force for reconciliation, for healing, for the truthfulness of God's word, for the advancement of the, the cause of Christ and the local church, for the things that matter in Southern Baptist life. Um, I want it to be that when Southern Baptists are looking for answers, that they think Southwestern Seminary is always part of the solution, not part of the problem. And I do believe that uh, prayerfully, uh, we can come together, we can discuss and deliberate serious issues, serious matters, matters of, of deep-seated conviction and perspective. People need to vote their convictions and their consciences, but then we affirm each other as brother and sister and we leave uh, committed to following God's will and to walking out united to doing everything we can to help people encounter Jesus in a life-changing and saving way. At the end of the day, that's what matters most. It is the gospel. It is Christ. And uh, we need to do everything we can to make sure that Jesus is the hero of the SBC annual meeting this summer and that we leave uh, more as a Jesus people than what we arrived as. 
Amen. And that's certainly a great uh, prayer for all of us to to pray. But as we wrap up and before we say our goodbyes to the great Republic of Texas for, for now, uh, Dr. Greenway, how can our listeners be praying specifically for uh, for you and, and our seminary there on Seminary Hill? Appreciate that. Um, always, uh, we pray for wisdom. Uh, the Lord uh, grants that and praying for wisdom in terms of being able to lead well uh, and to fill the stewardship of office that God has entrusted to, to me to always pray for our faculty and staff and students. Um, you know, I think at times we uh, perhaps even unwittingly minimize the reality of the spiritual warfare that our students face, that our faculty and staff face, that our institution faces. Um, I, I have to be reminded of the fact that uh, there are always people and forces out there who do not want Southwestern Seminary to succeed because uh, not that they may have necessarily personal animus, but because of the convictions that we hold to and the mission we are committed to, they are against that because it threatens Satan's kingdom. And anytime you're threatening Satan's kingdom, the devil does not like that. And he will do everything he can to try to tear that down. And Southwestern Seminary is uh, greater than any one individual uh, constituent part, including the president of the day. And so we always pray for the institution, for wisdom, for God's hand of favor and blessing, for provision, more students, more resources, uh, to do everything we can to make theological education more accessible, more available, more affordable, more um, uh, open to uh, as many people as God may call. Awesome. Well, Kyle, why don't you send us out? And uh, I'm, I'm going to go find some New Mexico barbecue and maybe ride over at, uh, you know, uncles instead of cousins, since I can't get the real thing back there in Fort Worth. But uh, I'm sorry I didn't get to see you uh, last week when we were there for Christmas. Uh, but we are appreciative of the time you've given to spend with us today and grateful for the work God is doing in and through you and your wonderful family there on Seminary Hill. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. Until next time, may your coffee or your espresso double shot uh, be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to connect with you on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast or our website at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Until next week, we encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day and God bless. What's wrong with you people?